0: Alright, welcome everybody. It's so good to be with you, and for those of you who are watching online, thanks for joining us. If you have your Bible this morning, would you open it up to Luke chapter 19? We're in Luke 19 today. And while you're turning there, have you ever gone to see something cool and have to fight a crowd? Angie and I uh, once had an unexpected opportunity to be in Beijing, China, and we couldn't leave without... Uh, taking a a chance to see the giant pandas at the Beijing Zoo. Uh, The giant panda is, of course, one of the rarest animals on earth, but uh, turns out we weren't the only ones that were eager to see the panda that day. When we got to the exhibit, it was pandemonium! It was so crazy! Kind of like this photo. All I remember is that we were in a jam-packed crowd shoulder to shoulder with no breathing room while people were cutting in front of us and between us we literally linked our arms to make a wall and the crowd pushed us forward we finally got a glimpse at that amazing panda and you know what it was doing there it was eating bamboo those pandas love bamboo it turns out that pandas will spend 12 to 16 hours a day eating that bamboo. Wow, isn't that amazing? Well, you know who also continually spend time at the table? Jesus. Especially in the Gospel of Luke. We're told in Luke 7:34 that the Son of Man came eating and drinking. And one out of every five verses in the Gospel of Luke has a connection with a meal. Jesus is going to a meal, at a meal, leaving from a meal. If you are reading the Gospel of Luke and it doesn't make you hungry, you are reading it wrong because it is all about meals. And we are continuing our series today called Jesus at the Table. Um, And this morning you will hear the true story of a man who was stuck behind a crowd. And he went to great lengths, not to see a panda, but to see Jesus. His name was Zacchaeus. Yes, Zacchaeus. And we're going to see today that Zacchaeus doesn't just want to see Jesus. Zacchaeus wants to know who Jesus is. And when Jesus unexpectedly invites himself over to Zacchaeus' house, Zacchaeus comes face to face with the Son of Man. He gets a front row seat in knowing Jesus. And Zacchaeus discovers the most amazing truth, that Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. Jesus came to seek and to save me and you. Isn't that incredible? So our message today is for anyone who wonders about their place with God. Does God really love me? Does God care about me? Maybe you're here today and you have people close to you who are far from God. We wanna give you some ideas and how you can help someone overcome those obstacles so they can know Jesus Christ. Finally, we have some people here today. You've been a Christian for a long time. You know all about Zacchaeus, but let's rediscover the joy of our salvation this morning and what Christ has done for us and leave here with greater passion in our hearts for him. So I invite you now to climb up that sycamore tree. Would you do that? Get away from the crowd and take a look at who Jesus is, how amazing he is. Our lives will never be the same. So let's get to it. Luke 19, verses 1 to 10. Here's what we read. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was. But because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and he climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and they began to mutter. He's gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half my possessions to the poor, and if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I'll pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. What an incredible story. I'm excited to dive into that. Before we do, could we open with a word of prayer? God, thank you for this morning. Thank you that you love us so much. That you've given us your word. You're speaking to us. God, Work in our hearts this morning so that as we gaze on Jesus, we will leave here changed. Leave here with new life and a stronger relationship with God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, some of you are already singing this song in your head. There is a children's Sunday school song. You heard that one. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. Uh, A wee little man was he. He... uh, For the... Lord, the Lord he wanted to have, You guys have been to church for a while. You know the song. He climbed up a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. And what does Zacchaeus see when he sees Jesus? Two things. Number one, he sees that Jesus seeks us. Jesus sought us out. Do you know how awesome that is? Do you know how much God loves us, that he would come for us? How awesome is our God? He loves us so much. It it boggles my mind today that Jesus seeks us. Consider Zacchaeus, if you will. Zacchaeus is one of the most unlikely people for Jesus to seek. Notice who Zacchaeus is. Luke 19, verses 1 and 2. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. Zacchaeus was a tax collector. And we have met many tax collectors in our series here called Jesus at the Table, like Levi. You remember Levi, the tax collector? We've heard people referring to them as the tax collectors and sinners, right? that's how people felt about them. When tax collectors, when they were collecting these taxes, they would take far more than they should. And they would line their pockets with other people's hard-earned money. So tax collectors were people who stole. They were people you couldn't trust. And Zacchaeus was a cheap tax collector. He had tax collectors working under him. And he had amassed quite a fortune. He was wealthy. But because of his reputation, he was unpopular. He didn't have many friends. No one liked him. Poor Zacchaeus. Well, when he hears Jesus is coming to town, his interest is piqued. But there are obstacles in the way between him and Jesus. Verse 3. Zacchaeus wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So here is a man who is not like Jesus at all, yet he wants to see Jesus, but he can't because of the crowd. He's short. He's fun-sized. And we have a lot we can learn today from our fun-sized friend, Zacchaeus. We all know people like Zacchaeus, don't we? think about people in our lives who are lost and far from God. It can be tough sometimes as we see them struggling spiritually or maybe living under some of the consequences of sin. I I think about my own brother, and I pray to God that he'll turn his life around. Some of you here today had children who have grown up in the church and they've walked away from the faith and you're praying for them. Being a parent of a prodigal child is a heart-wrenching and difficult journey, but you are not alone. Some of us know people that are just lost, lost in an addiction, lost in a bad relationship, lost. Far from God, we wonder, is there any hope? Or maybe you know people, coworkers, friends who are just like my neighbors. They're good people and they're living comfortable lifestyles, but they have no idea how desperately they need Christ in their life. We all have somebody in our life who's a little bit like Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus. But he was short he was hindered by the crowd he had obstacles in the way and there are many of our friends and loved ones who cannot see jesus either because there are obstacles in their way do you know what i'm talking about there are things coming between them and a relationship with jesus obstacles of the heart uh obstacles from the crowd around them i I think for many of our No religion, friends, even just coming through the front door of a church is one of the biggest obstacles that somebody could face. And Zacchaeus is facing all of these obstacles like many of our friends, yet look how God is working. Look at how God is is in the story. Verse 4, so Zacchaeus ran ahead and he climbed up a sycamore fig tree to see Jesus, since Jesus was coming that way. And I wanna encourage every one of us this morning, let's take a moment and get up in that fig tree with Zacchaeus. And just like Zacchaeus does, let's gaze on Jesus. Let's look deeply together at who Jesus is because we see something amazing. Jesus seeks us. When I was Zacchaeus, when you were Zacchaeus, Jesus sought us. See, Zacchaeus thought he was seeking Jesus, but no, 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 Jesus was seeking Zacchaeus. Did you see that, verse five? When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house. For all the Christians who are in this room today, remember, we were lost. We were far from God, in sin, under condemnation. We all fell a little short, just like Zacchaeus. But do you notice what happened? It's Jesus in the story who makes the surprise move. And he calls us by name. Zacchaeus. I must Stay at your house today. I don't know about you guys, but we don't normally invite ourselves over to somebody's house. But this is what Jesus is offering us. He's saying to me and to you, I must come into your life today. Jesus seeks us. He loves us. We don't have to be lost forever in sin. We can be found today in a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's who he is. It poggles the mind. He's making the moves, calling us by name, drawing us deeper into a relationship with God. Look at these verses, 2 Corinthians 5.19. Jesus seeks us. Paul says, 2 Corinthians 5, 19, for God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. This is what Jesus is doing on earth. He came so that in Jesus, God might reconcile the world to himself. He's restoring broken relationship between us and God. How? No longer counting people's sins against them. We're invited into a relationship with God where all of our sins are forgiven. He's not counted against us anymore. He's cast our sin into the depths of the ocean. Jesus seeks us. We read in Romans 5, 8, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. How do I know God loves me? Well, it's in this. While we were still sinners. While we were far from God. While we were lost. It says Christ died for us. Do you see it? Like Zacchaeus saw it while we were in our sin, just like Zacchaeus, Jesus was coming after us. He was pursuing us. He left heaven, took on humanity, went all the way to a cross, shed his blood, died and rose again so that all who call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ would be forgiven, saved, accepted, welcomed into the family of God. Wow. It's been said, there's a difference between religion and Christianity. Religion is man's attempt to seek God, but Christianity is God seeking man. We see that in Jesus. What is Zacchaeus' response? Verse 6. Jesus came down at once and welcomed him gladly. And if you've never invited Christ into your life, this is your at once moment to come surrender your life to him. Jesus stands at the door and knocks. It says in Revelation, anyone who opens that door, he will come in and dine with him, share Emil, he's talking about fellowship and forgiveness. Those of us who are believers in Jesus, our life is full of joy today because Jesus sought us when we were lost. Amazing truths. Number one, Jesus seeks us. What else do we see about Jesus up in that sycamore fig tree? Number two, Jesus saves us. Christ has indeed changed our lives, hasn't he? Never going to be the same. In fellowship with Jesus, I'm a different person. You're a different person. Our heart can never be the same. Our home can never be the same. There's a crowd there. The crowd doesn't seem to get this. Verse 7. All the people saw this and began to mutter. He's gone to be the guest. Of a sinner. Jesus has done it again. <laughs> Not the first time we've heard this complaint, is it? Jesus was always upsetting the religious people. You might recall the story when a, a sinful woman comes and anoints Jesus' feet with her tears. You remember that story? It says in Luke 7:39. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, this outpouring of love from the sinful woman, he said to himself, If this man Jesus were a prophet, he would know who's touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. Wow. And Jesus was a friend of sinners. And he came to seek and save the lost. We hear similar complaints about Jesus in Luke 15, 1 through 2. The tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. People who were nothing like Jesus liked Jesus. But the Pharisees and teachers of the law muttered, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Who Jesus was. I I recently was uh, officiating a wedding for uh, Anne and Rich, so we give a huge congratulations to them. Sorry, I'm not trying to embarrass you at all. But after the wedding, during the reception, uh, my kids, who were invited, which I really appreciated, wanted to go outside and play. So I stepped out the door from the reception. They were playing, and a man came over. Uh, I didn't realize this, but it turns out I was in the smoking area. And (laughs) the man man was like, "Uh, I didn't take you to be a smoker, because he knew I was a pastor. And he goes, what, are you just out here to hang out with us sinners. And I just, I had to like laugh inside. Because isn't this exactly what Jesus came to do? And ironically, yes. If I would have known that was the smoking section, I would have been right there because that's my heart too. Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. And from the moment that Angie and I came to Hope and interviewed here, we have been so transparent that our priority as a family will always be loving our neighbors, being with people who are far from God, connecting with those who don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, and we have been casting this vision with the elders for for us here as a church family. And we've challenged every person here to live lives that are up, in, and out, just like Jesus. Loving God, loving one another as a church family, loving our neighbors, and sharing the gospel, the good news, with those who need it. Something you might notice about our church, we don't do a lot of up and in events. We have a lighter calendar. I'm pumped about the Eagles game. I'm looking forward to that. But sometimes it can be frustrating when you are a part of a church that has a lighter calendar. And, you know, who's been the most frustrated with that? It's church people. We love up and in. We could do Eagles games together as a family every Sunday. And you know what? The truth is, church family, we are going to fellowship with God and one another doing up and in for all of eternity it's gonna be awesome i can't wait for that party but we only have this brief window of time and our days on this earth to love our neighbors and to share our hope with those who are far from god so that by trusting in jesus they can join us in eternity too so this is our heart we want to be a church that's doing up in and out all three of those in a balance and the problem with the religious people in Jesus's day is that they just didn't know who Jesus was lost people matter to Jesus and lost people will always 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 matter to us we are a caring place where God transforms lives so this is our calling this is our purpose for us as a church family. When someone welcomes Christ into their life, it changes their life forever. Just look at Zacchaeus. Think about the difference Jesus would make in the lives of your coworkers or neighbors. For somebody to come to know Jesus changes everything. Verse seven, the people saw this and began to mutter, oh, he's gone to be the guest of a sinner. What's Jesus doing with these sinners again? But Zacchaeus stood up and said, Lord, look, Lord. He's confessing Christ as Lord. Here and now I give half my possessions to the poor. If I've cheated anybody out of anything, I'll pay back four times the amount. What a difference Jesus has made in Zacchaeus' life. We see the transformation. First of all, Zacchaeus has a new relationship with Christ. Christ has come into his life. He's confessing Jesus as Lord. One commentator said, Zacchaeus welcomes Jesus into his home whose acceptance is a sign of fellowship and forgiveness. Say that again. Zacchaeus welcomes Jesus into his home and Jesus' acceptance is a sign of fellowship and forgiveness. Zacchaeus is forgiven. He has a new fellowship with Jesus and the joy that Zacchaeus must have felt would have been expressed in a meal that they shared together, which would have become a celebration. He's become a, begun a new relationship with Jesus. How else is Zacchaeus different? Well, Zacchaeus has a new view of money. I know we're not supposed to talk about money here at church on a Sunday morning, but Jesus brought it up and Zacchaeus, so here we go. Uh, Zacchaeus willingly offers half of his wealth to the poor. Wow. I'm challenged by that. He also promised to repay everyone he'd extorted up to four times the amount. And what I notice here in Zacchaeus's example is that Zacchaeus hasn't abandoned the use of money, but he has a transformed use of his money. He's placed it under the lordship of Jesus Christ for the service of Christ and his kingdom. And I think Zacchaeus' example lets us know, it points to the fact that a spiritual transformation always leads to a financial transformation. They go together. Jesus changes our hearts. And what did Jesus say about our treasure? Where your treasure is, there your heart is, right? So so all of that is tied together. The way we use our money um, as believers, how are we giving unto others? Zacchaeus is a great picture of that. How is he different? He has a new relationship with Christ. He has a new view of money. Last one, Zacchaeus has a new sense of purpose when Jesus has come into his life. Look at verse nine. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. This man, too, is a child of God. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. We saw how Zacchaeus climbed up that sycamore fig tree because he wanted to see who Jesus is. And who is Jesus? What do we find out here? Jesus is the one who seeks and who saves the lost. Jesus came to seek and to save you and me. That's who he is. Please don't misunderstand this story. Zacchaeus is telling Jesus, oh, I'm going to do all these great works. I'm giving away half my money for the poor. Is Zacchaeus saved by these good works? No. Zacchaeus was saved the moment that he invited Christ into his heart and into his home. And today can be your day of salvation if you've never done that before. Not by our works although it's expressed powerfully in the transformation of our life but salvation begins by trusting christ and surrendering our life to him but these are the moments right, we find a new sense of purpose as found people we want to help others find jesus too right? saved people have a desire for seeing other people saved too we understand who jesus is he came to seek and to save the lost and so we have this new vision like zacchaeus to see lives changed by christ now i don't know about you but when i think about my my family and my friends people in my life um, do they have many obstacles to coming to know christ right absolutely no doubt about it how did zacchaeus overcome some of those obstacles And I think the answer is something that I call tree time. Zacchaeus just needed some tree time. Time to see Jesus. And I believe that many of our friends who are uh, not religious or far from God need what Zacchaeus had. They need time to see Jesus in the lives of his people. And this is why a meal is so powerful. A meal offers our friends tree time, or table time, if you will, to see that Christ has made a difference in our lives, and maybe one day they'll want to invite Jesus into their life too. What's our evangelism strategy? It's just like Jesus. We want to be in the lives of people who don't know Jesus, so that we might show the good news of Jesus Christ and make his kingdom tangible. Jesus seeks us. Jesus saves us. Excuse me. Do you see why this series called Jesus at the Table is so important? Because our table is a place of ministry. Our table is a place of inclusive community. Our table is a place where we understand the heart of Jesus Christ is to seek and to save the lost, just like he came to seek and to save me and you. Love this story. Let's pray. God, thank you for this morning. We thank you that you came to seek us and to save us. It boggles the mind that when I think about my life, how far I was from you, that you you pursued me in supernatural ways, And so we thank you for the transformation of lives here at Hope Community Church. We're excited, God. Thank you for filling our heart today with the joy of our salvation. We pray for those in our lives, our loved ones, family members, friends, co-workers who don't know you yet. God, we ask that you would work supernaturally in their lives in drawing them to you just like you drew Zacchaeus' heart to you. Today God we are excited to close in worshiping you because we recognize the lordship of Jesus Christ. we thank you that you are the king of glory and all things are headed your way, headed your direction. there is a new creation coming, a new heavens and a new earth and we are so excited God that our hope is with you and help us God to as we head for that eternity with you that we are bringing others with us. Thanks for this church family. Thank you for the way that we love, support, and care for one another. We just pray that you would uh, move powerfully in our hearts as we end this time worshiping you. It's in your name that we pray. Amen.